Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, WWE Star was granted their release because they didn't want to work for Vince McMahon. Two world champions returned at Impact's anniversary last night. Don Callis was assaulted by a fan at AAA Triple Mania last night. And a WWE star suffered a separated shoulder on this past Friday SmackDown. Hello and welcome to the Solo Sunny News here at What Culture Wrestling. With myself, Andrew Pollard, I hope you're having a great day. There's a whole lot of wrestling going on between so many promotions right now. The G1 Climax, AW Collision, AW Battle of the Belts, Triple Mania, Slammiversary. Uh, it's, there's a lot right now, so let's get into it. And Eric Young, he ties into these first two stories here. EY, um, he requested his WWE release in April because he did not want to work for Vince McMahon. Now, it's a strange one with Eric Young because he was with, he'd returned to Impact Wrestling and was with the company up until, I think he finished up October, November last last year. Uh, due to uh, the taping schedule of, of Impact, though, his final appearance was in December where he was seemingly killed off. Uh, he was stabbed by Dina, his stable mate, uh, seemingly fatally stabbed. And that was it for Eric Young. Um, now he signed with WWE in November to return to the promotion. And then not much happened. Now, when Eric Young re-signed with WWE, that was under the stewardship of Triple H. Paul Levesque. Now, of course, Vince McMahon managed to weasel his way back into power at the start of this year. And once he got to April, Eric Young just uh, seemingly had enough and he just asked for his release because he did not want to work for Vince McMahon. Now, obviously, Eric Young had great success in NXT under Triple H. And you'd have thought that Triple H leading the charge creatively would have meant more for uh, more chances and opportunities for Eric Young, maybe a reformation of sanity in some like some version, some form on the main roster. Unfortunately, that's not happened. Uh, now it's Fightful Select that broke this news that uh, EY actually requested his release in April. Um, and that's, well, as always with WWE, you have the non-compete clause in place. That's recently expired, which is why he was able to turn up at Impact Wrestling Slammiversary last night. Um, now, the here in this report from Fightful, it says that basically that the reason that, that Eric Young didn't want to work for Vince was down to moral, creative, and personal reasons. It's uh, there were creative plans in the, in the works to uh, to do something with Eric Young after WrestleMania. That obviously has not come to pass, and in fact, Eric Young was released shortly after WrestleMania, by the sounds of it, in April. 
So he's now back in Impact Wrestling, but he's not the only former world champion who returned last night at Slammiversary to Impact. Oh no, Josh Alexander is also back. Now, in the case of Eric Young, he turned up as the mystery partner for Scott Demore. Of course, those guys go all the way back to Team Canada back in the early days of the NWA teenage, it was then. Um, so we, Eric Young, mystery partner of, of Scott Demore, they beat Dina and Bully Ray. Eric Young getting the win there. Uh, EY, of course, a two-time world champion in Impact Wrestling, another two-time world heavyweight champion impact as well is josh alexander now the walking weapon was on he was on an awesome tear of 300 and i haven't have noted down 335 days as the world champion up until he had to vacate that title back in march uh that is a record for impact in terms of longest reigning men's world champ and josh alexander haven't been out since march with a torn triceps returned at the close of slammiversary last night where he confronted alex shelley alex shelley had beaten Nick Aldis to retain the Impact World title. And that's when the Walking Weapons music hit. He came down the ring. Very good reaction to him, of course. Um, he is, for, for a while, Impact was on his back. Uh, just a phenomenal talent, Josh Alexander, as is Alex Shelley, as is Nick Aldis. There's a lot of greatness in uh, in, in Impact Wrestling these days. Um, but yes, all Josh Alexander did was confront Shelley face-to-face, get a microphone, say, I'm back. So that would indicate to me he's cleared, he's overcome his, 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 his triceps uh, recovery. And I, for one, I'm all the happier for seeing Josh Alexander back in a wrestling ring. That, that's going to be good to, to keep an eye on. I mean, Slammiversary last night, I've not managed to catch all of it because I had to be up to watch uh, two hours of collision and an hour of Battle of the Belts and other stuff this morning. So I've seen bits of Slammiversary. There are five title changes, including most notably Trinity, as in the former Naomi is the new Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion, uh, tapping out Deanna Perazzo. Um, again, the two great talents there. That's a match from the bits I've seen that looked very good. Uh, I will go back and watch Slammiversary from start to uh, to finish, though, shortly after recording on this. Uh, right, our next story, and it's... um. But ever concerning one, to be honest, uh, Don Callis was assaulted last night. Uh, now, this is very much said to not be a work. That was from Brian Al- Alvarez at the Wrestling Observer. He's the one who reported this this story. Now, uh, Don Callis was at AAA Triple Mania 31 Tier 1 last night, where Kenny Omega challenged uh, well, <laughs> challenged Vikingo for the AAA Mega Championship. Uh, Callis came out as if he was going to be in the corner of Vikingo. Conan came out and said, no, nah, mate, you're not. Off you go to the back. And then Kenny would lose. Uh, Viking will retain the, the, the AAA mega title. Uh, but then there was a, a post-pay-per-view press conference. Uh, as we've seen AW do lots. As uh, WWE started doing quite a bit as well. Um, where, uh, yeah, Don Callis confronted Kenny Omega. Verbals. And then Takeshita appeared. And there was a brawl between Kenny and uh, and Takeshita. And that was all part of the, the plan. That was all part of the story. All part of the script uh, ahead of Blood and Guts uh, on Wednesday. Um, but then things went a bit... Um, a bit awry where a fan very really attacked um attacked Don Callis here. Now, as Brian Alvarez notes, uh the fan jumped on from behind, ripped his suit, concussed his eardrum, and busted open his mouth while he was trying to choke out Don from behind. Don was screaming profanities at the fan before he was pulled off and was said to be livid afterwards. Uh, now this this story as well also notes that Don Callis injured his ankle and his neck. Uh, and at the time of this recording, he was said to be on his way to San Diego to have uh, basically just to be medically assessed. So this is a very uh, a very freaky, scary uh, incident for Don Callis, I'm sure. Um 
but I just you don't you don't really get this sort of stuff in professional wrestling these days. I mean, Don Callis, a few people in wrestling right now have as much heat as Don Callis, and this very much is that old old school heat where you hear of like you know Roddy Piper getting attacked in the crowd, getting stabbed, just crazy stuff like this. Um, so hopefully Don's not too shaken up. Hopefully the, the injuries he sustained aren't too um, aren't too serious, and hopefully that the fan in question has been dealt with uh, by the authorities because yeah, stuff like that. It's it's a uh, it's a whole new world to to, to what, what the fan heat used to be in in you know the sixties seventies eighties where people it, it was commonplace for for the villains of the day to have that there was always that threat that that concern of of the fans hopping the rail and you know attacking somebody you don't really expect to see it these days um, so yeah hopefully Don Callis is on the mend uh, and will be a part of AW Blood and Guts on Wednesday. And last little story here, an Elton Prince of Pretty Deadly is going to be out of action for a little while. Now, um, this came, this story from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider. Mike Johnson, always uh, great content. Uh, said that Elton Prince suffered a separated shoulder on Friday. Now, Pretty Deadly took on the Brawling Brutes as in Seamus and Rich Holland on Friday. And it was during this match where uh, Rich Holland goes for the pounce. And where it was when um, Elton Prince landed, that's when he suffered this injury. Now, he, he did go on to finish the match. In fact, it was him who got the the pinfall as well on Rich Holland getting the one two three after the top rope leg drop. Um, but yes, uh, this has been described as a freak accident, and uh, and Elton Prince will be out of action for at least a few weeks. So hopefully it's nothing too serious that will keep him out of action for for too long. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not great. And I mean, Twitter, Twitter man, it's a it's a strange old place at times, but because of this injury, a whole bunch of people started taking shots at Rich Holland because bringing up obviously Rich Holland and the unfortunate accident that happened with Big E. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people were taking shots at Rich and Rich himself went on to Twitter to say, explain where the incident happened, where it was that pounce. Uh, and it looks since then that Rich Holland has deleted his Twitter account, which you, you never like to see, but... Yeah, man. Um, you're always going to get, unfortunately, idiots on their social media. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, right. Uh, speak of which, <laughs> let's get to some not idiots on social media and get to your Twitter questions. Uh, the first one in is Hector Garcia the third. Hey, Hector. Uh, happy Solo Sunday. What move would you dread taking and from what wrestler? Uh, and what move would you like to perform and on what wrestler? Daisy says, hello from Chicago. Daisy looking absolutely magnificent there. As always on a Sunday, send me your pet pictures. Always puts a smile on my face. As for what move I would dread taking, uh, I, I, I wouldn't be lining up to take a Tiger Driver 91 anytime soon. The, the first one that comes to mind, though, instantly springs to mind, is the Vertebreaker. Uh, that that used to look, oh my word, um, that used to look horrendous. So that comes to mind, uh, Shane Helms' Vertebreaker from back in the day. Um, and Shane, Shane Helms is a great wrestler, and that move looked brilliant, but it's just that it just looks scary, very scary. Uh, as for what move I'd like to perform, and, and on what wrestler, hmm... I mean, it, it, it'd have to be a sharpshooter, surely. Uh, Mr. Bret Hart guy here. Uh, would It'd have to be a, a sharpshooter by default. And, and it'd be on Shawn Michaels. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, right. So what other questions have we got here? Uh, I'm just scrolling through the uh, the, the Twitter. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there are some. There we go. The one true Aaron Taylor. Should Pac be the face of AW's media tour in the build-up to Wembley? In character, of course. Oof, uh, yeah, gotta love the bastard. Uh, it's it's great to have him back on TV. It's it's been a really strange time for Pac in since he's joined AEW because it's just obviously the pandemic didn't didn't help in terms of travel, but it's just like he'll be here and he'll be really good and then he'll disappear for you know three months, four months or whatever it feels like. And then he comes back and it's like ah oh, there he is, and then a couple of weeks later he'll be gone again. Uh, but yeah, I mean. It'd be, I think it'd be silly not to have Pac part of the, uh, the, the well, a focus of the, the media tour ahead of uh, all income to Wembley here in the UK. Uh, I think Jamie Hayter as well has to be front and centre of that. Uh, Sor- Soraya as well will, will be there. But I think just Jamie Hayter, her um, her natural charisma and sass is it's just, it's, it's always so entertaining. And I think she'd be a great hand at the charge. As well as, you know, you have the other major names in, in AEW, like I'm sure Kenny will do lots of the press. Uh, I'm sure, you know, <laughs> CM Punk with a microphone and be part of a press conference. Why not? That, that, that's always guaranteed to end well. And MJF. And, and you know, there, there's so many people who, who are there who can be great with the press uh, and to promote things. So, yeah, there's a lot to, uh, to choose from. Uh, McDoodles got in touch. Uh, if all the champions in AEW had their belt stripped of them, uh, and AEW this sort of reboot type thing, who should hold the belt? One bonus thing is one person who currently holds a belt can keep it for the reboot. Holy moly. Uh, n- no, never. 
Uh, we, we saw WCW do this when it was kind of throwing things at the wall to see if anything would stick, uh, where they just stripped all their champions and started from scratch, essentially. Um, I mean, if I was going to keep one belt on one person, I, I guess right now it would be, oh, mind you, I was going to go MGF, but then FTR. Uh, you know what? I'm going to keep the tag titles on FTR. And just for the, the giggles, I'm going to give the world title to CM Punk. Uh, as for the, the women's title, that will be going to Jamie Hayter. As for the TBS title, that will be going to Britt Baker, I think. Uh, um, what, what, what the international title, that's one that... I, Orange, Orange Cassidy's doing such a great job with that. But if I'm going to give it to somebody... Oh, let's see. Who could have that title? This is where I just have loads of dead air and think for a second, uh, as editor Ryan encourages me to get on with things. Uh, I'll come back to that one. But yes, they're kind of the the rough ones I go with uh, on that. In terms of what the the, the TNT title, uh, I'd have, put it on Orange Cassidy uh, and I'd have him do with that what he's done with the international title, where basically the international title has become the, the TV title of its day, where it's defended every single week. So there we go. That's a nice little switcheroo. Let's keep some sort of gold on orange. Uh, Blackheart, 185th to the Demon Throne. wonder who's 184. Uh, happy Sunday, buddy. Hope all is well. Hope all is well with you, Blackheart. So with how the Punk-Starks match ended, how do you think this goes? Do we see the return of heel Starks or start the decline of Punk as he gets angrier and angrier at his losses and how they happen? Uh, yes, if you've not seen AW Collision, uh, because we have our ups and downs on the way uh, later on, there'll be written form from myself and then Simon Miller will be here with the video format. So that's why I'm not really going into any of the details from that. But Ricky Starks won the Men's Owen Hart Cup Tournament. Uh, Willow Nightingale won the Women's against Ruby Soho, but Ricky Starks defeated CM Punk uh, in a, re a really fun match. But he did it in an underhand way where it was a, a roll-up, counted into a roll-up, counted into a roll-up from Starks where he held the second rope for extra leverage. One, two, three. And that's CM Punk's first loss since returning to AEW. And then afterwards, Jushin Thunder Liger, one of the biggest legends of legends, was flown out to Calgary, Alberta, Canada to present Ricky Starks in his full gear, the full Liger gear, the, just the classic look, the red and the white, to present Ricky Starks with the Owen tournament. Of course, I mean, Jushin Thunder Liger trained in the Heart Dungeon, competed for Stampede Wrestling, Stu Hart's promotion, and also had a whole bunch of bangers with Owen Hart. And Ricky Starks just runs past him, grabs the trophy, and that's it. So, I, so Liger, it was kind of a pointless uh, to fly him all the way out there. Just uh, like, literally, I'm do nothing. Just look a bit confused. Like, oh, Ricky Starks has just ran off with it. So Ricky Starks, it seems to be teasing the start of a heel turn, which I'm okay with. Absolute, you know, the stroke daddy, whatever. As babyface as a heel, he's great. I think if you look at the the layout of the land at the moment, on, especially on Collision, there, there, there is... There's a lot of baby faces there. I mean, Miro's come back as a baby face. Andrade's a baby face. Obviously, you've got CM Punk, you've got FTR. Um, you've had Will Hobbs is is has has essentially turned baby face. Is very much in the process of that. So, I mean, if you're Ricky Starks and you're thinking for that show that you want to get to a, a you know a, be a, a solid main event player, then maybe heel turns a, a good thing. There's more options for you then. So it, it does seem to be for me, the start of a heel turn, and I'm good with that. I mean, I, I do like the idea you put out there, Blackheart, of, you know, is it the start of the climb of CM Punk because he gets angry and angry at, at his losses? That could be another direction to go because, of, of course, CM Punk got a very split reaction, as is per the course these days in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. 
one of those places that you have to say or the, the, the full Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It's never just Calgary. It's Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Show us some respect. So, yeah, um, I, I, that's that's kind of where I think things go. I think Starks, you know, does cement a, a heel turn. Um, but I would be, I'd be cool with, with Starks, the babyface, because he got a babyface reaction, even though he cheated because he beat CM Punk and half of that Calgary, Alberta, Canada crowd were against CM Punk. Uh, right, next question. Mitchell Gillum's got in touch. Hey, Mitchell, uh, thoughts on title matches being set for pay-per-views against one opponent, then a champ defending the title in matches against different opponents leading up to that pay-per-view. I feel like the values those matches because we know the champ will win. Yeah, there's there's a regular argument for that, mate. Um, I, I would... Um, it's not ideal. Um, it, it depends whether you're the person challenging at the pay-per-view, if they're particularly focused on the title or if they're particularly focused on that person. If they're focused on that person, you know that that match is going to happen regardless. Um, and so any title matches between them are, we know the result. If that person's more focused on the title rather than the, the opponent, then you can kind of get away with it if, if, that, if the belt changes hands before then. That's a very loose way of putting it. But yeah, it's not... It's not ideal because it does bring a sense of predictability to it. But I mean, we've seen it at times before, especially in the Attitude Era, where everything was hot potatoed, where an advertised title match at a pay-per-view didn't necessarily play out how how we thought it was going to be because there'd be a change in champion before then, or there'd be other people involved in triple threats and four ways. And yeah, so it's it's not ideal, but it's it's there are ways around it. Oh, we've got a couple of quick uh questions come in uh ashley uh, this will be our last one uh, ashley short 13 has got in touch hey ashley uh mulling legend uh no no not me sir uh first the rev pro tag team titles now impact wrestling tag titles what are your thoughts on the meteoric rise of subculture yes impact anniversary as mentioned took place last night and subculture as in mark andrews and flash morgan webster they are the new impact wrestling tag team champions it's uh, it's cool to see it's very cool to see they're a really cool team i felt when we saw all those cuts of nxt uk it was there was somewhere it's like all oh, right okay but there's other ones where you're thinking you, you could you could really have kept them and done something more than maybe in a main nxt maybe on the main roster and i think uh yeah i think mandrews uh mandrews and flash morgan webster were two talents like that as well as danny as well but it's yeah so it's it's cool to see i'm i'm very happy for it and I'm, I'm looking forward to properly getting to check out slammiversary shortly after i have uh, finished this while i type away my ups and downs for AW Collision, which was another phenomenal episode of AW Collision with another match of the year candidate from FTR and uh, and the, the Bang Bang Gang. So uh, I will leave you together with that. I hope you're having a great day. If not, I hope it turns around. I'm Andrew Pollard here from What Culture Wrestling. This has been the Solo Sunday News. Wilborn and somebody's back tomorrow because I know Andy Murray's off. So it might it'd be Wilborn and I'm going to guess Michael Hamflow. But hey, that's a nice surprise for you. Now have a great rest of your day. I'll catch you next week. <laughs>